0: There's never a bad time to start a great business. The reality is you and I have audiences that will listen to this and watch this that are really great entrepreneurs that are destined to build
1: $500,000 a year businesses. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20pureleaf. That's promo code 20pureleaf for 20% off.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card.
1: Okay, quick math. com greatness. Netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome to today's special episode over the last 1300 plus episodes, there have been so many impactful interviews that I've been lucky enough to have and I always like to reflect on some of the most powerful And this episode was one that resonated with most of you guys in the past and I'm excited for the value it's going to bring you today as well. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back everyone to the School Greatest Podcast. I've got my man Gary V in the house. Gary, good to see you brother.
0: Good to see you, man. You're looking good.
1: You know, the thing that I appreciate it, you're looking you're looking lean yourself. The thing I appreciate about you the most, that most people don't know about, is I've known you since 2009, and what people don't know is that I am the all-time thumb wrestling champion of the world. <laughs> and there's there's proof somewhere. Someone has a video clip of me Somebody holding you for three seconds. You know, it was a two-and-a-half count.
0: Everybody that is, is watching or listening to this knows you're an incredible physical specimen. You know, like, it is just the truth. You are a, you are a god amongst men, my friend.
1: <laughs> but the thing I appreciate and love about you the most, Gary, uh, is for, I've known you for 11 years, I believe, 2009. Maybe it's 2008, but I think it was 2009. January, I believe it was at Affiliate Summit when I first met you. I think it was January 2009 in your York City. And I've gotten to see you behind the scenes over the years at different events. And, you know, I've driven you in a car from one of your book events early on in in like a beat up car. You know, we just had moments here and there at different settings. The thing I appreciate about you is how giving you are of your time, your energy, your resources, your wisdom, your money. You know, you've been donating to to Pencil Promise for years. I see you at the gala all the time. You're giving your time and energy and money. And I think it's the thing that a lot of people don't see about you enough. Is how giving you are. And you're especially involved in the uh, the all-in challenge right now. I think Mm -hmm. you guys have raised like I don't know, 40 or 50 million dollars already. Yep. And I know how much time behind the scenes it's taken for you to coordinate, Mm -hmm. work with Ruben and just like put this together and call in favors. Like there's so much giving you do. So I just want to say thanks for all the I appreciate that, brother.
0: Look, I think, you know, I think it's really funny, right? Because I'm very much, you know, willing to self-promote myself. I'm willing to promote my businesses but you know this about me because we, we have been friends for a long time. Like I'm a little bit more quiet about of the best version of me, right? <laughs> and and I, I'm okay with that because I think, you know, we're all affected by things. I think I was affected as I was coming up the game of realizing, wait, people use charity or other things for their own self interests. Mm-hmm. Like they're positioning themselves. And you know, and by the way, I, I definitely don't uh, begrudge people promoting their, philanthropic kind of ventures either. I think we're all wired differently, but I, that's very nice for you to say. And and, and I appreciate it.
1: of course, and I think there's like, I've tried to learn, like, how do you balance like self-promotion versus like promoting something that's a good cause that people need to be aware about and for them to promote, uh, to donate also, it's like a balance of what to talk about, what not to talk about. So I think you've done an amazing job of that. And uh, people need to know more about that. Can you share quickly about All In for people that can get involved? Of yes. What it is, if those have, yes. haven't seen it from every celebrity yet.
0: Yeah. So Michael Rubin, the founder of Fanatics, came up with this idea the All In Challenge, allinchallenge.com. Uh, he was sitting around like everybody else, wanted to give back, called uh, his buddy Alan Tisch, called me. We started hacking at it, and the idea evolved into the greatest experiences from people in culture, music, film, you know, television sport of course Um, it's gotten into some experiences we've got some and and it's basically auctions and sweepstakes for people you know Tom Brady's flying somebody out to Tampa for the first game and and they're sitting you know 50-yard line they're getting on the field beforehand and then he's going to dinner with them and giving them the first jersey he wears in the cleats from his first Tampa game. That's crazy. You know, I th- that that auctioned off, I think that went for almost a million bucks. Then there's raffle tickets for $10. Somebody is going to be, somebody actually won for $10, the ability to have a speaking role in Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese <laughs> crazy. film. So there's just all sorts of crazy stuff. If you go to allinchallenge.com, unlimited $10 raffle tickets for Bieber to come and sing at your house, like just no crazy, crazy stuff. And, um, and it's completely popped off for the last month, over $40 million raised at this point. Um, we're super proud of it. You're right, it has been 15 hour days while still trying to navigate VaynerMedia and VaynerX while also losing all my income from speaking, which is really kind of Man. what allows me to invest. In that's your Ohio. money, yeah. Yeah, that's the place where I make revenue that allows me to kind of, invest in top line growth for Vayner, not worry about profit as much or make investments or try new ventures so like
1: risk and try yeah a
0: hundred thousand be be nice and do nice things like (laughs) you know um so it's definitely been a very intriguing eight weeks
1: Mm. uh i asked a bunch of people about an hour ago on my instagram live i said what's a question because you're doing uh you know Tea with Gary V every day. You're you're giving so much content right now, which is amazing and helping so many people. And I said, "What's a question that you haven't seen Gary talk about?" And you've seen a million posts a day from Gary. Share a lot of incredible stuff. Is there a question that he hasn't answered yet? And I wanted to ask my audience this. So I want to get to that in a second. Okay. Before I do, I posted. uh, uh, I saw a stat out there about. A bunch of different companies that launched from 2008 to 2010, right around the time mm. I met you, when I was on my sister's couch and I had mm-hmm. no money, and I was like, "What's happening?" It's kind of a similar feeling of the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the startups that founded back then—Uber, Airbnb, Slack, Pinterest, WhatsApp, Square, Venmo, which you're an investor in—and they have blown up in the last decade. I'm curious, what are the ideas or businesses that should be created today, moving forward, that in 10 years we'll be looking back at the next? you know, crisis and saying this is the companies that were started in 2020. What are those industries? What are those topics? What do you think?
0: Practical direct to consumer brands, you know, ones that are own, like DTC for brands is an incredible business. Overfunding and trying to go public or sell to somebody is why a lot of them are gonna go out of business. Um, I think that you're gonna see some really fascinating innovations. I've been thinking a ton about co-working. Obviously we had we work and obviously they have their challenges for overvaluations and over but but I do think business as usual i mean geez talk about like I've been thinking about things like for just small entrepreneurs like create a business about renovating home offices to be epic because the amount of people that are gonna work one to two times a week from home is gonna be th- so just like think about if you're a carpenter, right? Like you just brought up all the, you know, billion dollar things. And honestly, those there's never a bad time to start a great business. And the Travises and the all the other people that you the companies you just mentioned, those those are individuals that had that talent. The reality is that's the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. The reality is you and I have audiences that listen to, will listen to this and watch this that are really great entrepreneurs that are destined to build $500,000 a year businesses. If you're a general contractor or a handy man or woman, mm-hmm. positioning yourself as a home office specialist right now, I couldn't even imagine. You probably could go from being a 35 to $50,000 a year person with one or two projects to like a million dollar person because that is clearly coming. Yeah. So that's on my mind. Um, you know, little things like I saw AJ bought for our entire family some sort of like keychain ring that helps you, you know, ring doorbells and put uh. keys, into, keys into like 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 I I do think, you know, like people are about to be germaphoed out in perpetuity. Similar to similar to nine eleven, I you know, which sucks for me because I'm a very other way, like like hug, kiss, like you know, slobber like, on someone's face. Like yeah. yeah, I'm very like, you know, like don't wipe down anything when I get on a plane. Like, Let's I'm, share I'm, drinks I'm, and eat hot yeah, dogs together. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you no, know, honestly, eat off people's yeah. food. Like, like I, I'm a little bit worried that I'm about to be shunned from society. Um, but I think, I think like cleanse, cleanse, clean, safe. Those are going to be great. I mean, talk, create, somebody should create a, high-end hand sanitizer mm, business. That's true. That's um, true. You know, so I think there'll be some trends. And then back to the point I made, a good business is always a good business. Um, I, I, for example, opening a restaurant immediately after this sounds insane, except if you're opening up a great restaurant.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. In L- I'm in LA near Beverly Hills and I'll drive down this side street with uh, Sprinkles Cupcakes. I don't know if you've heard mm, Sprinkles Of course, Cupcakes. know it well. It's amazing. Well, all these restaurants are shut down or they're like, doing their own version of delivery or whatever it may be sprinkles cupcakes had an ATM machine four years ago, five years ago before it's time where you can go at any time of the day and get a cupcake out of the ATM machine fresh made that day. I tell you, I kid you not. There's a line down the street in little Santa Monica of people at sprinkles all day long, just getting out of this ATM machine and people are in there all night working because they can't supply the demand fast enough. So Something innovative it, listen, like that. Listen,
0: listen, my, I, I, my dad a year ago said, "Hey, you're helping all these companies. What about helping old dad out?" And I launched Wine Text, <laughs> yeah. right, which I've been promoting very heavily. And it's an innovation. You know, it's you get a text, you reply with a number. Anybody who's listening that's into wine, if you really buy wine on the internet, you have to go check out Wine Text com. You get, you sign up, you put your credit card in, it takes two minutes, and then you get a text every day, and you reply with four, five, two, one, twelve. And, and it's like, Brandon hired nine people today for Wine Library wow. because, you know, obviously alcohol s- sales are exploding, <laughs> yeah. but, but on top of that, this is above and beyond because the innovation is so strong.
1: What is the re- de- direct result from you guys implementing that for this new kind of business for Wine Library? How is that? It is. Co- di- oh,
0: I'll tell you exactly. I don't have yeah. the exact math. I actually have a PL Rough, meeting yeah. tomorrow, roughly it's it's going to grow the business by 30 to 40 percent
1: percent from last year just one initiative one initiative wow and, and that's, that's a do you guys use community for that um
0: you know what we don't because the way we had, we structured it community wasn't far enough along obviously uh-huh. i'm an advisor and use community for my personal brand we we built it a, a middleware between our platform and broadband.com and it's like mm-hmm. we it was custom built with our dev team sure, at wine sure. library but it's just working and in- yeah. innovation. And, and by the way, let's call Spain spade a spade. Boehner Meat Wine Library, excuse me, has been declining for a decade because I'm not there. And, and then now, one idea is going to yeah, close- it's going down five, yes. 10% a year or yes. whatever, and now, right. boom,
1: let's get yes. back to where it was 10 years ago. Wow. I think
0: there's a chance next year, if this keeps going the way it's going, we'll be at heights we've never been. Wow. One idea, one execution. It's and amazing. what is it? It's, it was my observation 18 months ago that people are willing to get marketed to on text more in America than they were five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Now you have been, you've been teaching this for years about shifting your perspective, shifting your mindset, having self-awareness. You've been teaching this for years and people don't listen when times are good. Correct. They stay stuck in their mindset or their fears. Correct. I'm afraid to launch this, put this out there. How do people shift their mindset even in a horrible time for most people when no they choice. can't even do it during a no great choice.
0: time. Easy. I'm my stuff does better during bad times. Crush Cause they it. have to, right. You and I hung out during the crush it book signing. That's when you drove me crush it, hit a nerve because people needed it.
1: 2009. Right.
0: Right. And that's when hustle was good. And then hustle during good times becomes manipulated into burnout. Hmm. But I promise you right now, I don't use hustle anymore because I understand how the word got, mutated into leading to anxiety. And so I don't want that, so I, I changed it. Even in Russian, I talk about nine to five, making 40,000 a year, being happy. But but I promise you, hard work is about to be put on a pedestal again.
1: Huge pedestal. I'm always at 20, 30 million people unemployed. Like, people are gonna be grateful just to have an opportunity a, to job. a job. That's, That's right. It. I um, don't think
0: people, I think people are still in a little bit of a shock slash fake environment if we get back to normal in September, I'm just going to be, and I know that we won't be back to normal. Let's just talk about January. If God willing, we're back to real kind of normal in January. I think by February, by Valentine's day, people are going to walk around and be like, Oh, wait a minute. There's some real lasting ramifications.
1: Big time. Big time.
0: I can't get a raise. I can't get a job. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm like, just hearing people who are, are in key positions are getting 20, 30% cuts, even if oh, they really? are the key player. And and they're irreplaceable.
0: It's kind of like this. I said, Gary's like somebody said to me, Gary, that's not fair. I'm like, let me give you an analogy. You are, you are in a forest. A tree falls on you, and it's on your leg, and you sleep there for a day, and you're in big trouble. And a ranger comes along and tries to help you, and she says to you, "Listen, you're going to have to cut off your leg to to live. You're cutting off your leg. Mm -hmm. We don't business owners and you know funds and banks they don't want to and companies they don't want to lay these people off they're their legs they love them if they, if everything was okay they wouldn't have they don't want to ask all their executives to take a 30% decrease but that's cutting off your leg otherwise you die yeah people are just so funny with this kind of like ideology like okay or the business goes out of business
1: yeah don't either, have either we all. have no money yeah yeah What's been your biggest fear in all of this? Or do you feel like you're pretty fearproof at this moment with everything I'm, you've been through?
0: I'm fear-proof because I'm willing to go to zero. Yeah. You I've can live can on remember. a
1: small apartment and, you know, live I at really your parents' can, house. Always, yeah. I
0: really can, man. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, this has proven it to me even more. You know, any 0. .0001% of me that thought, well, I've been saying this for the last two years, am I full of Has completely gone away. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, fear because I don't value things and money. I, my biggest fear is my parents getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest fear is like somebody getting sick and dying, nothing else. Like business, I can always, like I'm too capable, right? Like, you know, back to, back to the thing you brought up, back to why you were an Olympian, back to like why you beat me everything, anything, when we were on summit at sea, basketball. Thing, like, whatever basketball, like, <laughs> Big like, you aren't worried when when it comes to sport mm-hmm. you know you, your mind just goes into this is going to be a good situation for me yeah and for feel me comfortable that, yeah and for me that's business like i know for fact that if i became a 100 percent full-time garage sale thrift store amazon flipper that i'd make a million dollars a year yeah. I, I i know that for fact so what the Am I, yeah. And that doesn't take into account that I am that I've built a brand. And sure, my brand would take a hit if I all my businesses went to zero. But the reality is America's funny, man. Like there's people following and helping OJ Simpson. There's, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Like, like this is a country that gives second, third, fourth chances regardless. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm already at a place right now where between brand and capability and humility, I'm bulletproof. Yeah. I believe okay. that.
1: This is a question from one of my audience members that um, asked me his mm-hmm. name's Chris Turcott. His Chris. name is oh, I I Chris, Chris, Chris Turcott, I think his last name. Yeah. Is. He said, uh, He doesn't hear you talk about this much. Favorite thing about being a father?
0: That all the good things that I'm doing for the world with my advice and my wisdom, I get to actually do for a human that's going to get the purest execution of it, deepest execution of it. And I get to watch it from coast to coast, and so, and just like, that, and just like, pure love, right? Like, like my daughter got a fifty three out of a fifty on a Spanish test. So we went to, we went to get the you know check in on the school stuff. Like I'm bringing it up right now. The pride was like, and by remember me right? Like school, like that's her game, and it works for her. And I just sat there and I was like. It was, you know, like every parent that's listening out that right now knows they're blown away by the pride that comes along with a child. And then and then just really knowing that I also have my own self-esteem. So one of my favorite parts is knowing that I'm not going to f*** up from making them do things. Like if my kids are, mm. if they start nonprofits and give away all of the family's money, I'm going to be proud of them as long as they're happy. I don't need them to be an entrepreneur. I almost... I almost don't want my kids to be entrepreneurs because I don't want them to have to live in the, the shadow or try to climb the mountain I'm creating now. The pressure, now, the pressure yeah, of like now. living up
1: to dad, yeah.
0: I mean, Lewis, you know, we're not, we're, you're, we're young. Like, you know, yeah. my, my little guy is turning eight in August. Like in 10 years, he's 18. You and I hang out with 18 year olds in business. Right. How old are you right now?
1: 37, 37. Good.
0: You're gonna be 47, slightly older than I am right now. And you're gonna know Xander for real right i'm going to be like if,
1: working with them
0: yeah, I mean I'll, exactly and 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 then if you know if the way the chemicals played out if he's not uh, of my entrepreneurial cloth that's going to run through your mind just like it does with me with other i mean i've met a lot of famous people accomplished people's kids and and i don't and i don't even like judgment and don't even think about it but i'd be lying if i didn't say after you have a meeting with somebody you're like oh okay that's how they're different than their mom mm-hmm. or their dad right yeah. it's so cliche and so like I want them to be happy. And if by the way, if they do what I do, which is I looked at my dad and by the way, coming from zero and looking at what my dad built, you know, in our little Russian community, that was like a big deal. And I wanted to climb that mountain and build, mm-hmm. And if my kids look at my bigger mountain and say, I'm going to climb that mountain, I'm going to cheer them on slash not big the outcome. They're not getting a $50 million check. They're not getting a $5 million check for me. They're gonna, they're gonna get the relationship graph, which already gives them a huge upload because Uncle yeah. Lewis is gonna give them 100,000 right, right. for yeah. their, but you know, <laughs> I, listen, there's no way to completely create fake environments unless they wanna do the John Travolta, you know, Nicolas Cage face rip thing right. and change the name. <laughs> so, but I, I definitely think that the best part is just building it, just like a business, yeah. building that relationship, but building it with hands off instead of building it with hands on. I think parents build too much with hands on.
1: Would you want your kids to repeat your same insane amount of work ethic. If that uh, makes them
0: as happy as it makes me. Yeah.
1: And Which I want, want to you wouldn't want to expect it from them though.
0: No, I don't expect it from anybody, to be frank. Yeah. I think I'm I'm really in rarefied air of like deep obsession with my process and enjoyment and lack of anxiety from it and lack of burnout from it. I think I hit my crescendo. I think I'm more of an artist. I, I don't think people realize that business women and men are actually Uh, there's a certain version of us that are artists that genuinely like this more than anything.
1: In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com, where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game
0: like singing, like Beyonce is a workaholic. Yeah. You know, like Kobe was a workaholic.
1: Obsessing over their craft, their art form, their expression. Yeah. So for
0: me, like, like, we demonize it in entrepreneurship and corporate life, Mm. but we don't in art. We, we put artists, we put, Oh, he's in the studio all the time. Wow. You know, painting all the time. Wow. Cooking and traveling the world to buy food. Wow. Business. Oh, he's going to burn out. He's going to suicidal.
1: Why it's is that? Too- is that just because of the old way of thinking, like getting burnt out in the corporate world of doing yeah. a job you hate? Yeah. And-
0: yeah. Money, money. We, you know, I don't think people like Mark Teixeira made $213 million playing baseball. But if some entrepreneur makes 30 million, they get demonized. Hmm. It's just culture. It's just culture. And it's okay. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's wrong, right. Or indifferent. It's just the obvious observation, yeah. right? We demonize the startup founder or the businesswoman much, much more, than the entertainer that makes way more money.
1: What was the greatest uh, lesson that you talk about your parents a lot, which I think is amazing that you constantly speak about them as your mentors and heroes. Yeah. Even now, it's not like you yeah. said it more a few years. You say it yeah. every day or week or Cause month. Cause it's true. <laughs> what is the greatest lessons that they taught you about you being who you are now, which I already know the answer, but I want everyone else to hear. And what is the thing you wish they would have taught you that you teach to your kids a little bit differently?
0: Uh, very. Good. I, I do think my parents, for me, and they parented all three kids a little bit differently, but like, but they're like, we really, they were such workaholics. Both my mom, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but like, did everything, like you know, like like you know, and I think people very much underestimate stay-at-home moms as workaholics. Like, she just worked her face off, no help,
1: no breaks, <laughs> no yeah.
0: breaks. We were all spoiled kids from the fact of laundry <laughs> and doing our bed, and she cooked everything. And like, and then my dad came home late because and cooked for right? Like she worked her face off, so they could have created a little more balance. We only took two family vacations, so they taught me work ethic, kindness, everything. Everything I am is them. But I do think the thing that we have more is balance with, you know, leisure and and offsetting 24 seven work. But that makes sense, it's generational. They came here with nothing, and it was 24 seven work. And I have so much of that in me, but I've had the luxury of my talents leading to a success that's allowed me to post, you know, listen, that's how my first 10 years professionally looked too, but now being able to take a little bit of time. And so maybe a little balance because I think they regret that. And and so you try to take your parents regrets and not have the same, and so I I look at that. That's cool. But Uh, kindness kindness my mom instilled kindness like you know some of the stuff you started this show with and Mm -hmm. they both instilled work ethic and my dad Mm -hmm. my dad um you know just genuinely like just willed his way into success and i think i have a lot of that as well
1: yeah now over the years people have seen you uh daily vlog for years and just post about your entire life (laughs) yep and i think i think we did an episode three or four years ago together i think you've been on a few times now and we talked about uh, the idea of balance from like business to family and i remember people being in awe of the responses you had around this at that season of your life i'm curious now how do you find the balance between being a great husband between being a great father having great health and building a great empire and what do you feel like you could improve more in at this season of life
0: you know i think i think you know back to extremism right like mm-hmm. the extreme which i use i you know all of it can be better and all of it is just great. I I think, you know, here's a good place to go with this. Let's really bring value. So you can go back, you know, four years ago and listen to like how I think about extremism going hard and then vacationing hard and it's all there. I think what this has evolved into is something a little bit deeper and more important that I hope really brings somebody value right now, which is stop beating yourself up and stop Mm -hmm. judging yourself. We all go through chapters, right? Like sometimes you're super in love, with your partner and like, that's all you can obsess about. You know, it feels like that's, you've been through that chapter recently. Like, <laughs> yes. like other other times you're, you know, super into your profession because you got a new initiative and you got to go, it's another baby. Sometimes it's an actual baby. And, and, and by the way, for some people, the first two years are actually super boring because the baby does nothing. And it's okay to not be like blown away and spending every second. On the flip side, if you just can't believe this little miracle and you need to like cut work out, like I think this comes down to judgment. Stop beating yourself up. There is not even a close framework for what's right. Everyone's balance is mm. massively individual. And more importantly, balance ebbs and flows forever. For example, my kids are starting to get into I'm like, uh-oh, they're gonna be teenagers one day. Like if they double their age, you know, all of a sudden they're 20 and 16 and I'm like, what? Like, you know, like, all, and, and and immediately I go to things like, oh, they can go on business trips with me. Wait a minute, they're gonna just take an Uber and I'm gonna sit courtside with my little guy and my, and my daughter, cause she's really into basketball as well. Like often, like I'm gonna see them two nights a week. Oh, that means my Nick courtsides are gonna convert from business mm. to 50% personal which is going to mean those, you know, now all of a sudden it's Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, like uh, 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 technology, like FaceTime culture, I've exploded by FaceTime international interaction with them. And so like those kind of things.
1: Yeah. How does Gary uh, eliminate self doubt and self sabotage when it seems like there's so many wins that you hit, but also people don't see all the, the big I've, losses that you I've, have as well. And the risks and the,
0: yeah, i I've loved myself the whole time, thank God, most don't. Uh, but I haven't allowed me to get high on my own supply. My humility is my great offset to my confidence. Mm. And I think that manifests, and I think one of the things you were saying, when you were saying it, I knew what you were saying, which is you have the luxury of seeing really behind the scenes, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you know is, forget about like giving to a nonprofit, It's just the genuine kindness of replying to somebody's request or doing something for somebody with no ask, no expectation, and nobody knows. And you know this because you run in entrepreneurial circles like I do, Mm. and you know when you stumble on somebody who knows me as well, they're gonna bring up something that I did that was nice and nobody knows about it. And that is only one thing, that is called humility. Mm. That is not reading your press clippings. (laughs) That is not thinking you're somebody. And I I think I have, deep love for myself, which leads to huge confidence, Um, but but I'm practical. So I don't try to overextend myself, which should keep me away from being losses, but there is no doubt. Like I think things through and if I lose, I lost, but I'm never doing anything for any other reason than I think it's right. And that leads me to a place where I'm not very vulnerable because when you start doing things to impress the girl Mm. or to, or to keep up with the Joneses or you're jealous of somebody else's success and you want to close the gap on their net worth on their Google search or all the dumb that people are like thinking about, you become vulnerable. I mean, so many people are over, I mean, listen, there's some big personalities that are going to get smoked out over the next 12 months that like, have played the part on Instagram. They're going to lose. They just
1: are. Yeah. I also think you be, if you're focused on like chasing the money game of competing against someone financially oh, and you the make worst. the wrong decisions, then you start to take things personally, get defensive, get angry at people that aren't making you money or whatever. It's just everything becomes Couldn't an attack. Couldn't so more. if you lost a, if you, let's hypothetically say, if you lost a million dollar bet on a business, a business. or an investment or whatever. And I've
0: got, it, I've got one that's going to happen soon. So go ahead. It went,
1: and it went to zero. It's going to. How do you... Tell yourself, I still love myself. This doesn't affect my self-confidence. Because because
0: I knew the vulnerability was other people. I did the most I can. I was stretched in more than I wanted to be, which didn't allow me to really fix it along the way. I just didn't have, you have too many plates in the air. Mm -hmm. And I focused my energy on things that are so fruitful that are going to offset that million loss. It's an L. I don't want it, but it's real.
1: Wow. And I think also, do you go into the mindset of knowing like, this could be a hundred million or it could be zero and you're okay if it's zero or do you still I go into
0: everything thinking it's going to be zero. Really? Yeah. It really makes it. Why do you think notice? Does that make sense? Now all of a sudden I go in with no hope, no expectation, no expectation. I didn't, I don't do it for my kicks and giggles. I think, (laughs) I think it's going to work. Yeah. If I'm running it, it's going to work because that's what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. But almost everything I don't run. I don't run. I don't run well One Thirty Seven. Harwood does. I don't run Vayner Sports. AJ does. I don't run Vayner Speakers. Zach Nadler does. I'm impacting the living shit out of those. You're influencing
1: businesses. them, yeah. Oh, in a real way. Yeah.
0: But you know, push comes to shove, I don't make those decisions, and so, um, and I support my partners in crime, and so that's kind of how it is.
1: Yeah. Over the la- I think you start. When did you start Vayner Media? Was it 2010, 2011, 2009? So I, w- I was in the office, I think it was Soho, when there was like six people in there and a ping Yeah, pong sunshine, table.
0: Sun, sunshine, sweets.
1: And I remember at one point, it must have been 2011 or 12. That's when right. You, when you said somewhere in an interview, maybe it was with me or somewhere, a speech, you said, you know what? We were okay as an agency the first couple of years. Like, we, we actually were like, not that good. I think you even said like, we were okay. okay. We weren't great. But now we're really like, we're great. After three, four, five years of, of in the business, what would you feel like is the thing that you uh, regret the most over the last decade or one of the hardest challenges within the agency that you had to face? Maybe that's two questions there.
0: No, There's several things there. One, the biggest challenge I had to face was about year six, seven, six. I was creating entitlement because I was putting too much on my own shoulders.
1: What do you mean by entitlement?
0: I was making it too easy for everybody and people got entitled
1: within the company yep so you were saying i'll take this on i'll take this on
0: in the macro Uh i was creating so much top line revenue and everybody was getting raises like crazy and i was creating such a great culture that i made us soft
1: which is wild because you were doing the sales and the pitching and everything yourself i
0: I was impacting so much Mm -hmm. that that 300 400 500 people had it too easy and we had to do like a 35 person layoff because I just really? kinda cut the fat. Cause I just, I and I didn't need to do it financially. I needed to do it to just culturally get everybody to understand like these people that were just like, oh, weren't good at their job. They were nice people. But if we keep carrying this, this will die.
1: They weren't great and at their job. They were not like, even
0: close. They weren't even close. Yeah. like the, Like I was, it was nice people over everything. And that, and that was it. If you weren't nice, you were getting fired. But if you were nice, like it was and it was it that was tough and it was tough for me to realize, wow, on Tea with Gary B on keynotes and in interviews on the stage, I have great candor and accountability, but in my own shop I wasn't candorous enough and I created entitlement because I love happiness and la la and <laughs> y- y- m- 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 all that.
1: <laughs> and everyone but loving I, you and yeah. But
0: I but I went too far with it. So that was tough. That was a moment because I never got to that level with wine library because it was still happening there, but it was a small enough business and a family business. And it was real family cousins and best friends that it had a different dynamic. So I didn't see it coming. So that was, that was interesting. Uh, AJ leaving was tough.
1: I I was going to say that was, that's what I thought you'd say there. Yeah. That
0: was a big blow. I didn't see it coming. You guys
1: built this together. This was 50, 50. This was, we're going to grow this as a empire with a family.
0: Yep. Yep. And like being with my bro and all that. And, and so that was rough. He left, for anybody who doesn't know, because he has Crohn's disease and he just wasn't feeling great, to be frank. He just didn't like the business enough. Clients are, client service business suck. Um, And he just said, I'm out, I don't feel well. And so that was rough. And that whole process was rough, like buying him out. And like, you know, we were 50-50, but I, I, you know what I love about my brother is I'm sure if he sat here he would say, that wasn't how it played out. We didn't know how it was gonna play out. So those are dynamics of like, you know, like that was rough, that's just real talk, you know, but like, we're obviously in an incredible place, thank God, because we both genuinely love each other more than money. But it's still you know, you have your your true, it's not even egos, you have your own merit, you know, radars that kind of feel like what is the situation. So unwinding that is always tricky. I'm so grateful that we're in such a great place with each other. And we by the way, for the record, we were never in a tough spot, me and my dad were in tough spots all the time. Because of the two cooks in the kitchen, me and AJ, like really figured it out and we really leaned into each other. So that was good, but that was challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, this this two months has been really challenging because, you know, the, I structured for economy break, but not one that was, <laughs> the whole world had liquidation issues and speaking went to zero. Oh, and, man. you know, like just a lot of things that, you know, production, which is a big part of us, went to zero, you know, and clients, aren't paying like, you know, so it was like, you know, I was super prepared for 2008. I was not prepared for something that looked like this. We got lucky and I hate using that word, but this is the truth. If Hilton and JetBlue and and Morton Steakhouse were my biggest clients, we would be in real trouble. Like luckily for us, food and like the serendipity of like financial services, food, beverage, being our biggest clients is, is gonna let us get through this in a good way. Uh, when it's all said and done but but we could have gotten like honestly I sit here and say my God if Marriott Hilton if American Airlines mm-hmm. if yeah I'm trying to think of other people clothing if if Neiman Marcus retail. If, you know retail like if our product if our climax was different this would have been maybe it really really I mean if you go if all your clients go to zero and your client services you're not selling wine you're not selling you know subscription business. You know, if you, there are agencies that have gone out of business because yeah, of this, of, because, because, you know, yes, I mean, you know, nobody could ever think of zero, zero. But, but by the way, I've always thought about war. This is the closest thing to war. I've always thought about like, what if World War III happens? But what my mind would always go is like, well, you don't care about business, then you're actually genuinely scared of a bomb or dying yeah. or whatever it is. So this is like war without war, real life. Now, what's really cool about that is that that happened. Let's say Hilton and American Airlines and Mm -hmm. Chuck E. Cheese. I'm trying to think of a million different things. And and sports. What about that? The Jets. And the NBA. All these, the serendipity that's like, we just got the perfect wrong hand. 3-7 offsuit. I would have been super, I'd be doing this video and be like, that's what happened. And and I couldn't see it coming and I deserve to lose. Like literally that would be like my reaction to it.
1: Yeah, and you'd almost be excited to start from oh, zero. So you, you always talk about. <laughs> I, like, really I wish do. something happened so I could build it back up again. How how much has your business been affected? Have you lost you know half of clients? Yeah, or 10% we've lost or, uh,
0: maybe uh, or we're, we're definitely twelve percent down yeah. in like top line revenue expectations. We've had we have I, I still don't think this is over. I think there could be a you know relapse and that will trigger things. We pay liquidity more than revenue people are stretching terms they don't have the money like there's you know that what are,
1: what are you doing and i'm
0: paying my employees
1: yeah and i'm paying rent from exactly that's tricky man you got to get a higgins to give you a little break on that rental <laughs>
0: yeah the, the problem but is even you know, of- about him and even ross like he has partners and banks and it's crazy doesn't work that way and so and I, by the way my business is too big for the little bailouts mm-hmm. and too small for the big bailouts so i'm in yeah. that perfect middle like us 50 to 50 Three hundred million dollar businesses are the ones that are going to go out of business.
1: What are you doing personally to supplement the speaking fees? The nothing. Nothing. Are you nothing. are you innovating anything to launch or create or? No, nope. or...
0: I'm I'm massively tripling down on you know empath- empathy is doing really well.
1: Mm-hmm. So wines. you know yep.
0: Yep, empathy wines is doing well. So my wine business and my my dad gets all the income from the family business. So that's I'm doing wine texts because I love them and it's fun. But that's not a, hitting my pocket and i'm focused on VaynerMedia. media i gotta make sure VaynerMedia media gets through this properly because when it does it'll be two times bigger because we're built for this kind of world so this is this is why savings matter
1: it's so important why savings matter it's something i remember in 2008 when i was on my sister's couch i remember saying to myself never again do i want to feel broke like i need to go back to my sister's couch like hopefully there's enough time where i can be smart enough to not buy i wear the same twenty dollar shirt probably like you every day i'm not out buying stuff like i like to feel good but i don't need to buy fancy things i'd rather have money or investments or something that i could use for a time like this yeah but a lot of you know most
0: of my most of my net worth is tied up in non-liquid investments right That's true so you know investments is fine but like the one thing that made me feel good from day one is I have a certain amount of money in the bank that like, that is just to me like, do not touch. And like, I feel I can live on. And again, if everything went to zero, that's not the case and that's why I'm focused on this. But if everything went to zero, I would start looking at that and like literally sell homes and yeah. like rent a little apartment and use that capital to start my flipping empire. Cause that's what I would do on yeah. the record. If that ever happens, I'm going to buy and sell it. Cause that's my core basic Skill set that is liquid on the transaction. I mean, the, I mean, you know this. Like, I've been yelling for a year and a half about sports cards. They've gone through the roof.
1: I know. I feel that I didn't get any MJ cards after this. Totally. uh oh, totally like, You told me a year ago. You're like, get LeBron, yeah. get Jordan, get all this, and now it's going up because of this stuff. I'm curious. Really, what? Jordan rookie cards oh,
0: went man. from twenty to a hundred thousand.
1: It's crazy, man.
0: Like everyone's like getting into startups. I was like, I put my, you know, like LeBron rookies. I bought for eleven hundred or seven thousand.
1: Oh man.
0: And when you buy 55 of them, that's money. Uh,
1: That's money. (laughs) I'm curious. We talked about how you overcome self-doubt. How would you inspire other people or educate them on how to eliminate self-doubt in their life? It's
0: It's completely predicated on valuing other people's opinions. If you actually make pretend nobody else lives on earth, nothing is scary.
1: Why is the opinions of others such a heavy thing for people to overcome?
0: I think it's humanly. like. This is where I think like... This is truly my, my great gift. I'm so grateful for it. I think people got caught. I think they just get caught that everybody's in this framework of other people's opinions. Like just, it's how we're raised.
1: Like, How do we train ourselves to get out of it if it's something for 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years we've been living that way? The same
0: way I trained at 38 and a half that I have no way of taking care of my health. I don't like eating habits. I don't like exercising. And just pounding, 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 pounding. Every day, everybody should. This is why I put out so much content. Maybe today's the day that I say it a different way that mm-hmm. makes people realize their mom and their girlfriend and their boyfriend and their uncle and definitely anonymous people on social media and Lewis and Gary's opinions actually don't matter.
1: It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash L-E-W-I-S.
0: Wow. The liberation to then actually do sh- And now you're doing sh- Full throttle because of whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. You can't hear the cheering. This is why I'm trying to get people out of hearing the cheering. It's my newest thing in the last year or two. I'm like, wait a minute, right? Because everybody says you're so hot on Instagram that when they say you're not, you start doing plastic surgery, right? When everybody says, like, you're, you're such a great business person, you start keeping up that facade instead of like, it just makes so much sense. So to me, the biggest thing is the humility was such a factor. I didn't realize how big of a deal that was, how much that worked for me is like, I don't believe I'm as great as I know I am.
1: Mm.
0: Like my logical side knows that I'm up to something, but I just don't internalize it. I won't let it penetrate my soul. I think I have the ability to be the biggest deal, but I will never believe it.
1: Mm. That's
0: powerful. Yeah, I think, you know, even, I've never said it that way. Like, I'm like, thank you. I was like, literally when you (laughs) I got to clip that for Instagram, like, you know, like, like, that's what it is, man. I really genuinely think, and you know this about me, like I think I can be the guy, like I think Bezos and Zucks and Elon will make so much wealth during this time. But I think the way I'm going about it, I think I can be that entrepreneur's entrepreneur when it's all said and done in the end. And I think, even if you look at what's happening with me, you've been along for a ride, like over the last two or three years, I can feel, I know, because I'm a branding guy, like the brand is in a different place. It is. I've separated a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you have.
0: And I'm like, okay, well, I'm 44. And I'm like, you know what
1: I mean? I love the stories of, like, Colonel Sanders at 50 launching yeah. by KFC. It's like they take off at 50. It's like yeah, you're just so getting uh, Sid- started. Sidney
0: Frank started Grey Goose in his 80s.
1: You haven't even got started yet. This is I the, really believe that. This I believe is the that preseason. By the
0: way, I think I said something similar to you yeah. on a personal note not too long ago because I remember thinking, like, watching you from afar, like, the ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. like – you know, a lot of times uh, I was on an interview the other day and I, somebody said, Gary Vee, you did a really, really good job. You know, you were super early on podcasting, you know, saying all this stuff. And I said, Oh, stop on podcasting because my homie Lewis and, uh, you know, and some of these other characters, Jordan and, uh, you know, all these Art of Charm, right? And Pat Flynn and others, Dumas, right? Like others, I'm like, they were a little earlier. Ferris, mm-hmm. like they were earlier. I'm like, I did, I've done a fine job. and And so I think about you because we're friends and I'm like, okay, he really wanted like podcasting was that thing that took you to the next place, Mm -hmm. you know? And obviously I made the, 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 uh, nice reference earlier. Like, I love seeing you being in your relationship life. You're putting that out there a little bit. And now I'm like, okay, you know, you know, you know, just fun to think like, I wonder what, if, what, if what is it going to be, or is he like, where is he in his life? Like, is he going to have another chapter? And that's what's fun about this. Right. Like when I think back to like early, you know, Twitter, like Chris Brogan, right. Right, he was big.
1: Guy Kawasaki and Twitter, right,
0: right, and and both of them are still doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody does different things, though. Right, like some people, those two haven't. Others completely disappeared. And the reason I'm not bringing them up is because they disappeared because they weren't good in their soul or their capabilities. And I remember thinking in 09, 10, 11, when I was popping for the first time, I'm such a loud mouth. I'm so much. I have so much energy. I cursed. I remember knowing, and this was absolutely true. A lot of people thought that I was going to be kind of like this phoenix of like, and then disappear because it just didn't seem quote unquote sustainable. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, man, I remember then thinking, <laughs> wait till they see in ten years where I sit. And and it's happened. And I think, and I think, man, wait till people see where I'm going to be in ten years from today.
1: You're just getting stuck. I feel like I'm. I feel like okay. I spent the last ten years of. Foundation work. Researching, like trying stuff, making mistakes. Something's working well, like figuring yeah. it out, reinventing, really yeah. trying to find my true lane. Yeah. And okay, now I can get started.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, all right, now let's do something cool. And yep. let's build off of what we've built yep. with the personal yep. brand and look leverage I, look, it. Look, look,
0: look what I did in 11. I went all in on VaynerMedia. Everybody thought I was stupid. Why didn't I raise a fund? Why didn't I start a startup? Mm. It seems super left field, but a lot of those homies in Silicon Valley, their startups failed and they are gone now.
1: Right. That about valuation and, and, and yep. stock. And now
0: and now I have a marketing foundation that's a supernova.
1: And you can launch anything. Anything. You've got the empathy, engine to launch a empathy, product.
0: Empathy Wines is a meaningfully successful direct to consumer wine brand that that John and Nate run.
1: It's crazy. Interns. It's software and a couple two, of interns.
0: Yeah, but they were interns. Now they're 10 years under my watch. Mm-hmm. Now they're executives.
1: Wow. Ballin. What is the um you mentioned earlier, you know, client work is and it agency is. work it is why put your life's attention into sh- business model essentially or- because
0: because i'm building the death star mm-hmm. i'm sure the death star was sh- to build for you know <laughs> for darth vader and the emperor and all that but when it was done it could press a button and blow up a planet it wasn't fun for me to <laughs> eat sh- in the prime of my career except here i am at 44 empathy being the first one the rest of my life are gonna be the next ones, including Lewis for governor in California, including let's cure Crohn's disease because AJ has it, including many other things. So I'm building a Death Star. I'm building a Vayner and it's Vayner X now, right? It's got the publishing side, it's got a speaking bureau, it's got it's got uh, you know a tracer.tech you should people should check out it's a data analytics SaaS business. It's uh, it's got, you know, the Sasha group for small businesses. I'm building literal Mass machine. Machine. That's the scalable version of who I am as a human. It's amazing. Like if Vayner Publishing would be a top book publisher, if I decide Vayner Real Estate, I would be a major broker. Mm. You know, Vayner anything in perpetuity. Now that I've eaten dog for a decade.
1: If you could predict, uh, what was your prediction ten years ago when you launched VaynerMedia? Was it to be where you're at with whatever six, seven, eight hundred employees and kind of? It, it, it
0: was. I did think by now I would have one brand owned, and because I thought the economy would collapse earlier.
1: Like a shoe deal, because you were to buy like a some type of shoe. It's at, why. At the it's down. why I did.
0: It's why I did the K Swiss thing, right? Yeah. It gave me a chance to test it when I realized I wasn't going to be doing that just yet, and it came in front of me, and I did it, and it really worked, and they sold that. Co- look at resi resi had a hefty yeah, big nine exit billion. right Resi's my biggest exit i never talk about it i co-founded it
1: wasn't hefty. that a 200 million or what was it yes like two, plus. Million.
0: so like i'm winning out here like resi kind of like the like i Chattano- remember
1: resi and being like it came out hot and then it kind of like you didn't hear about it for four years and then oh it just exited
0: it was the winner it beat reserve and reserve had all the uber guys and gals behind it we won we, but we just built a business. It wasn't like, I'm not out here worried about making sure it's in the headlines every minute. Like VaynerMedia. Why,
1: why not talk about that though? Why not talk about like the thing that you launched and it was a big hit.
0: It's just not on my mind. Plus Ben Leventhal and Mike Montero, the CTO deserve a lot more credit to me. I came up with the idea jointly with Ben. We, I found Mike Montero, who was a big time CTO that built the incredible product. I personally wrote a big check when the company was in trouble at one time. I did a lot of great things but i'm a fan of the operator
1: the executed day, and day. Uh-huh,
0: yeah, yeah. uh-huh so i don't like to go out there because i think that's faking the funk a little bit but i feel like my dna is really in it and i feel like in comparison to a lot of other people that have a lot of wins that they claim i have plenty of my dna in resi but that has most most yeah. first and foremost that's ben's win
1: so okay so you didn't reach that level of what you thought would happen within this decade but it's 2020 now imagine 2030 what are you yeah, gonna see I, happen I, by then? I thought
0: I thought I was gonna build like a. I thought I was gonna build the Millennial Falcon and buy you know K Swiss. What ends up happening is I'm building the Death Star, mm-hmm. and so when I buy Puma, and and then flip it 12 years later, I buy Puma at 54. 10 years from now, I flip it at 64, and I buy the Jets and win six Super Bowls. Like this has been written, Lewis.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, give me the the year and the date and the time that you're gonna sign. Okay. Okay. For the Jets. What is the What's exact mean, time 2020?
0: date? Uh, November 11th, 9 a.m., November 11th, 20. Uh, what do you mean, 2020? 20, 2048.
1: 20, 20 wow. I'm marking right. it down. November 11th, 9 a.m., 2048. What is it that day and time? Does that have any meaning with you? Not necessarily. Just Yeah. Amazing, man. Know. What is the, uh, the final word you'd like to share with people about?
0: Let's. Sorry, I got excited. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Let's come out of this. Leaning into humility and gratitude, and that will be the springboard to everything you want. Mm. If you can, like, just be grateful. Yes, you lost your job or your business is not as good, but your gr- grandfather didn't die from corona. You know, just be grateful. Like, grateful for the time you're spending with family now, grateful for the innovation time, the thinking time. I'm sleeping more than ever. I put on a couple pounds, so I gotta be a little bit more careful, but I'm gaining real muscle. I'm starting to really do like it. Strong out here. man, let's play um, some ball soon. Uh, but I, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna dodge you on that, you're too good. But, um, Gratitude and humility.
1: People can follow you anywhere online. They can I'm go findable. The all, all in cha- I'm findable. All In Challenge if they want to support. Wine I, Text. I think-
0: wine Text. That, that's the thing I'm most proud of. Here's why.
1: Mm-hmm. WineText.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's why.
0: It's literally the best way to buy wine right now in the world. I genuinely believe that. We sold a $125 Cabernet for $39. We sold a $42 Red Meritage for 19 bucks. We have a $40 Rosé, premium Rosé coming for $9 next month. Like it's, it's really cool. And here's the other reason for this audience. Seeing how text commerce is coming in the future really matters. But don't sign up if you're not into wine because it costs money to send a text. So I don't, I don't need the pity or the kindness. This is if you buy wine at all,
1: Okay. Yeah.